insurance agents from around the world. Welcome to the Insurance Guys podcast, powered by Glovebox. God, I love Glovebox. My name is Scott Howell, your fearless host and leader, insurance agency owner and insurance specialist for iProtect Insurance and Financial Services, based out of Huntsville, Alabama, best place in the U.S. to live. And before we get started on today's podcast, please help me welcome. He is a six foot three sophomore from Mobile, Alabama. Parade first team All American, rivals five star recruit. He is a fantastic insurance agent and a great American. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together and welcome the incomparable Mr. Bradley Flowers. How are you, Bradley? I'm good. You are sounding not as sick as you sounded on the phone yesterday. I've still got the monkey pox mixed with the DD214 COVID virus and three other things, but I am 10% better today. So you're probably all hopped up on all kind of like. Oh, meds and all that. Yeah. Right. I just took two DayQuil about five minutes ago. That's just, Mm. that's coursing through my veins right now. Yeah. Riley, I got big news to report. Okay. Bought me a swimming pool. I saw that. I saw the picture last night and I looked at Laura and I said, Scott got him a swimming pool. Never owned a swimming pool. Got in it for the first time last night. Now guys, you got to understand something. I've lived 27 lives. I am the real life Forrest Gump. So when I was 15 years old, my dad come to me and said, you got to get a job. And I thought, what's the easiest job I can get and not have to do shit? I thought lifeguard, lifeguard. <laughs> I become a lifeguard. Now I've never owned a swimming pool. I've never had a pool ever. And, but, but I love the water. I love being in the water. I'm pretty good swimmer. Not bad, not, not Olympic swimmer, but I'm an okay swimmer and, uh, go out and get a lifeguard job. Well, good friend of mine from back home and I, we start lifeguarding at 15, 16 years old. We do it for a couple of years and we thought, Hey, we can make money doing this. We go down to the middle of nowhere. I think it was like Jackson, Alabama. Oh God. That is There's the people of in Jackson, Alabama. Don't know where Jackson, Alabama is. And there's we a go, big swimming pool there. We go to the American Red Cross lifeguard instructor school for a week. But one of the hardest things I've ever done, get our lifeguard instructor license through the American Red Cross. And we start teaching lifeguarding lessons in the summer to kids for like, you know, kids that want to be lifeguards and stuff at like the that. Jackson pool, wherever that place so the, was. The I swimming mean, it was pool, a, there's a pool in Jackson, Alabama. It's like the biggest pool in the Southeast. It's I, massive. It, yeah, I, I don't remember much about it. You got to remember, I was like 17, 18 years old, and I'm 50 yeah. now, so it's all blurry. But so never owned a pool. Well, my wife comes to me about a month ago, and she says, hey, baby, I've really always wanted to, you to get us a swimming pool, and I really think it would help your stress. And I'm like, that ain't going to help my damn stress, but if you want a swimming <laughs> pool, sweetheart, get a sw- swimming pool. We get a 37-foot-long 15 foot wide above ground swimming pool. Okay. Like a really nice one. And while I was down in Orlando with our podcast guest all-star today that we're about to introduce, these guys come over and put that thing up. So it's up when I get home and it Dude, looked that's like awesome. I, you had somebody put it up. That's yeah, like I, the best part. It looks I like I, gotta, I have put one of those up before. It's not easy. Oh, this thing, I, there's no possible way I could have put this. Thing. It's not like something yeah. you get off Costco. This is like, this but thing's it, got metal arms and concrete base foundation mm. and all kinds of shit. Did you notify your insurance carrier that you have a pool? No, hell do no I don't do none of that. <laughs> anyway, I still call bullshit on it. I was like, I ain't going to ever use this swimming pool. I ain't got time to use no damn swimming pool. It looks like I've got a dollar general in my backyard is what it looks like. That's how big this damn thing is. And yes, last night I come home from work, got home a little early yesterday, which is unusual. About 445, 5 o'clock, I get home and my son's with us. And he said, Hey, we're going night swimming tonight. I was like, Hell yeah, let's do that. I got in that pool last night for the first time and I was like, This is gonna change my life right here. I'm I'm just I'm a completely different person this morning after swimming at night last night, swimming pool. So briefly, yeah. briefly, yeah, let's go over all the jobs you've had. So you're a lifeguard. I was oh, first job at 16 is I worked in pro, the produce section at food world for about, uh, two months before school started back. Actually, I was 15 when I did so that grocery store. Hey, hold on, hold guard. on, hold on. Produce manager, Randy, the produce manager first day pulls me aside. Okay. Walks me in the produce section back in the back. He said, Hey, tough job. You're going to have to get used to a lot of stuff. You're probably not used to, and you're going to work really hard. He said, one thing I need you to remember, 
when you open up the banana boxes, because bananas are from like freaking South America or somewhere. And they spoil really fast. He said, there's a chance there could be a tarantula in one of these. Or a snake or something. And I was like, son of a bitch. <laughs> I'm done. First thing he tells me. That was my first thing he told me. So you, you, know, you were a general contractor. Yep. Home builder. You were in the military, special mm-hmm. ops. Mm-hmm insurance agent Keep podcaster going. what else am i missing in there i sold what auctioneer paint. freaking Auction. auctioneer it's like the best one i did sold you know, did you I know sold. he could auctioneer kenny no i didn't auctioneer know. real I, quick scott start him along how much for who give me a hundred dollar bill now who give me two hundred dollars bill anyway so you forgot that basketball i sold magic white paint one time did i ever tell you that story that sounds like cocaine. I'll tell you that story on the podcast sometime. I sold okay. magic white paint. So now like, he's special guest host on uh, our show. Yeah. For our presentation. Yeah. Yeah. I've, been, I've done that. I've, uh, yeah, I've done a lot, man. It's, it's the real life force cup. I should write a book is what I should do. I need to write a book about all of it. Anyway, we got to introduce our guest today, Bradley. Go ahead. He's a, he's an outstanding human being and he's somebody that, I respect a lot and somebody that I feel like uh, is making a big change in our industry. And I think I want to give him the introduction that he's always deserved. And I'm not going to start crying. I have to tell myself, I have to verbalize that into the world. I'm not going to start crying. So here it goes. Ladies and gentlemen, he is originally from East Lake, Ohio, and he currently resides in Concord, Ohio. Has two beautiful children. Colin and Jessica, and he's a 28-year veteran of the insurance industry, beginning his career in 1994. Today, he is the CEO of the AC, one of our podcast sponsors, by the way. And before I bring him on the show, I want to give him a quote from somebody that I think he's pretty close to. And this was the part I told you I wasn't going to start crying about. Here's the quote. I've never met another man in any business with as much compassion and care as he has for others. It truly shocks me how much he actually cares about other people and how he treats them while staying open and honest about who he is. It is a rare thing to find a person that does that. And it is not about the money or the power for him. It is about the true impact and goodness that he can have on other people. And I don't think I could ever match the care he has for others. That was written by his son, Colin Urbania. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my profound honor today to introduce to you second time guest on the IGP, my friend, Mr. Kenny Urbania. How are you, Kenny? Well, after that, I'm I'm a little little choked up there. I didn't expect <laughs> that one. So appreciate that. Yeah, that's for all the men listening to this podcast. I'll say this. That's what you want your son to say about you. Well, he's in the business with me, so yep. uh, he sees everything. So he knows way too much. He knows more than I do at uh, 21 that I knew at 37. So you should you should be very proud of him. You should be but you and you and your wife should both be very proud of him. And I'm sure your daughter as well. I don't know her. But I do know Colin, and, and you raised a fine young man. I tell people all the time, our job is not to raise good kids. Our job is to raise good adults. You know, Bradley, Scott's missing one thing with that pool, though. Since my son's a 230-pound football player from high school, yep. the pool's cheap, Scott. Feeding the friends that come over, that's where the cost comes in. Mm-hmm. That's right. Hey, Bradley, I'm going to tell you something, because I know you don't know Colin at all, his son. There have never been two people that look more like each other than Kenny Urbania. And <laughs> I've Colin seen him online. I agree. In person, my wife kept going, my God, I've never seen two people look more like than these two people. So well, that's pretty cool. I, I can't deny him, I guess, right? <laughs> that's right. Hey, Kenny. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk just a minute about the AC conference that you and I both attended, that you put on for everybody down there, you and your team. Shout out to McKenzie and Gary and everybody on the team down there. They just did an outstanding job. 540-some-odd people showed up for that conference. And I want to talk a little bit about that before we get into some other stuff today to help these insurance agents because that's our job here is to help insurance agents every single week. 
be a better agency, even if it's just a little, little tweak, big door swing on little hinges. But let's talk about we had COVID. Everything shut down. There were no insurance conferences. Bradley and I stopped traveling. You stopped traveling because you were going around meeting everybody with AC back during that time frame, and then everything just stopped. But the conference itself was a great opportunity for agents to come back, carriers to come back. They, they really, I think we both agree they needed something like that. Talk a little bit about it. When we, we started inviting the agents, of course, we had the graduation parties, the weddings. And by the way, my daughter gets married in two days. Congratulations. We had every issue out there. People still paranoid of COVID. You know, when we went there, I think I opened up my uh, my talk to the group as everything we do is a life-changing event, right? If nobody here on the podcast knows, Scott was our MC for our whole show and did a fantastic job. Thank you. And it was time to reconnect. I think the first couple of sentences I said, did everybody enjoy meeting their agent friends again? And we had a standing ovation, basically, because we're still human. We still want that contact. If we go to a show and we learn one thing, it improves our lives, our revenue, changes the kids' college, whatever does, everything we do changes lives, right? So we had to make it about the agents, not about the AC. The AC is going to be here. We're structured that we're doing nothing but great things for agents. The agents have to see same with you guys. You guys go out every week and talk to the agents to make them better, to make them not make mistakes. We do the same thing at the AC. We want to meet the vendors, vet the vendors out, know which ones not to waste your time with. And we handpicked the, the vendors that were there and they, they haven't been to a show that we specifically made the agents go and talk to everybody because for three years, they haven't talked to anybody. Right. And, and the industry has changed so much. You guys have changed so much in the last three years yep. that it was time to have a show like that. Right. It's crazy to think about that. I, I haven't really, until you said that earlier, thinking about kind of where the industry was and how much the status quo has changed. I mean, almost every facet of the industry to some degree has changed since March of 2020. I'll never forget where I was, Bradley. I was with you. You and I in Vegas with our wives mm -hmm. and we went to that Keystone conference and we both flew back. I, I, it may have been a Sunday. I don't, I don't remember. We, I don't, I don't remember exactly what day we flew back, but it was like, we came home and that next week, it just all changed. Mm -hmm. Everything changed. It was so bizarre. Well, I remember so I had that next week I had a, uh, Jason will real estate. I spoke at their conference. They hosted here locally. And while I was speaking, I went out there joking like, oh, so these are all the people that are going to get COVID today. You know, yeah, nobody's right. wearing a mask or anything. The mask didn't come till later. I remember while I was speaking, they shut the schools down. Right. Like when I, when I got done, I was, there was like, Hey, Clayton schools closed for, right. for the year. I'm like, do what now? Right. And it, it's just kind of crazy. Kenny, let me ask you a question. Talk to our audience today. Again, our job is to help people. You guys are a sponsor of the, of the IGP. Now the insurance guys podcast. I'm very passionate about what you're doing. Uh, I think it was something that was desperately needed in our industry. And, you know, there's a lot of other aggregators and clusters out there that probably aren't just real super excited about what you guys are doing because what I talk about in the, in the podcast, every episode, when I run the ad for you guys, it's like no termination fees, no buyback clauses, no huge entry fee to get in. Talk to these agents a little bit about how you kind of came up with that. Like you're a lot like me. You're a fairness guy. You're not a corporate guy. Feels to me like you just felt like there's a better way to do this and a better mousetrap. And you just, by golly, you just got out there and went and did it. You know, just to piggyback on what we first started to, the other thing besides the vendors, we had all the carriers there too. Right. These agents haven't had that personal connection with the carrier. So when we put the AC together, the goal was to make them connect with the carriers, to learn their reps right. and to find out what reps are bad or good. And we've had corporate say, is that manager good? I, I don't grade any manager because they're going to go to another insurance carrier and I'm going to have to deal with them over there. Right. Right. That's their job. But my job is to make sure they get what they need for their agents. We don't want agents collecting tiles and having a hundred carriers. We have an MGA for that. We want them to concentrate on their books. Scott, look what's happened to your agency. Since right. you I mean, your agency has blossomed. You've got a great manager and it's, it's you, you're hitting out of the ballpark for it, for everything you're doing. Thank you. Um, Bradley, on the other hand, you're on the coast, so you're a different animal, right? So 
It sucks, for, it sucks <laughs> for those guys. Kenny, you're a pretty dynamic guy. Is there not some way they could come up with, like, some kind of cluster group for all these people that – because there's a bunch of agents in these coastal communities all over the country and wildfire areas that they just don't have many options. I just sit here with my mouth open when I think about what he has to go through for contracts and loss ratios and everything that's going on out there. Oh, dude, we part of the problem too is like, so like, so we had this one carrier that we put a lot of business with, or a good amount of business with. We put 600,000 with them last year. And uh, so they're a monoline home carrier. And Ray, Ray, Ray's, they, you, Ray they, Ray's used fires, accounting, fireworks, and insurance. They, they send out the uh, contingency stuff quarterly. They have a quarterly contingency deal and they send it out to the entire team. And I'm, I don't think I've talked about this on the show. This is last year. And it was, you write 100 policies in a quarter, you get $5,000, which for a coastal contingency, that's pretty good. Sure. Like that's If I could really get 20 grand idea. over a year, like that's really good. So they're sending this to my team and me. So like they know about it. So we make it a goal. And what I do here is, is when I get any kind of bonus, I share that with my team, whatever their uh, percentage contribution to that goal was premium wise times their commission rate they get that and so we tracked it in our eos you know in our in our weekly meetings and we hit it and i texted the rep hey we hit this awesome great job and i get my hey congratulations here's your bonus and it was 25 dollars. yep and i was like well hey guys what's going on here coastal business doesn't count Right. Oh, no. That would have been frigging great for you to include that in the email. Like, don't sure. send my team that those emails anymore. So we don't get those emails anymore. But this particular carrier, and by the way, if anybody from this carrier is listening, I do love you guys. But anyway, so this particular carrier, I'm looking at our metrics, right? We put 600,000 with them last year. We, we're going to put probably 2 million with them this year. We're on track to do that. We have a 9% loss ratio. Wow. So I called the rep and I'm like, knock on wood. I'm like, hey, I understand that coastal business is not profitable. Understand. But we are. And I feel like until we're not profitable for you guys, we should get some sort of benefit, right? Now, coming from a captive carrier and kind of working a little bit on behind the scenes there with them, I know that most carriers, if the loss ratio is less than 60%, that's their break-even point. So I'm thinking like, we're freaking gold. Like they ought to be like coming here, like buying us lunch every day. And so the rep's like, you're absolutely right. Let me get with my team and I'll circle back with you. So she comes back with me and she's like, hey, I have great news. If you write $2 million in premium this year, we will give you a 1% increase in commission just on new business, not on the total book, as long as your loss ratio stays below 10%. Oh my God. <laughs> like we're at nine now. Like there's a zero chance it stays below 10. You know, so anyway, I was appreciative. I was like, you know what? I asked them to do something. They came back with something. I'm not going to be that guy. Obviously, there's not much wiggle room. So I just said thank you, whatever. But that's the kind of stuff I think part of the reason why that doesn't exist down here is because there's really not a lot of contingencies and therefore it doesn't make economic sense sometimes. You know, right. and my laptop's about to die. Let me go plug it in. You know, economically, though, we've paid out $75 million in bonuses. That's unbelievable. 15, 16 months. The AC itself, we pass everything forward. I I talked to a $300 million agent yesterday that needed some software help. He's not even a member. But if we pass it forward, our name's out there. We always want to make sure that, you know, your name and everything's perception and insurance. You got to make sure that everybody understands what your goals are. And our goal here is to grow this AC and help people like Bradley, if we had that coastal market for him, push the insurance carriers and make sure they compensate them correct. Correct. But what's happening to Bradley and so many coastal agents, there's thousands of coastal agents around the country in different locations. They're trading the big premiums for no profit sharing. It's not going right. to happen. Right. And that was what That's I was about to say. If there's a trade-off. Exactly. Because if I was more north of here, yeah, we would have the profit sharing, but there would be no big... Now, where the X factor in that is, is, is the volatility that is the problem. Like to me, that's an even trade-off, but the volatility and having to reshop carriers very often, which we've had to do a little bit in the last few years, is not as bad in Alabama as it is in Florida and Louisiana. Right. A friend of ours in Louisiana, had, just to you guys that it's, are in like Ohio and Indiana, listen to this. A friend of ours in Louisiana... And I could get my facts slightly wrong here. A carrier went insolvent. I'm not going to let you get your facts wrong because I'm li- we're licensed in Louisiana. 
And about every 30 minutes, I'm getting a oh, me too. email uh, bulletin from the State Department of Insurance from Louisiana. But go ahead. The Louisiana Insurance Commissioner is like the crazy ex-girlfriend that won't stop texting Will me. not go away. I get like 15 emails a day from that dude. Will not go away. Anyway, I've never heard from Alabama. I may have DOI. to take a restraining order out <laughs> on the damn Louisiana Insurance Commissioner. So anyway, a carrier went insolvent. They notified they're canceling all the policies. They're not non-renewing. They're canceling them. Correct. Friday, tomorrow. Yeah. This is Thursday. They were notified on Monday of last week. So they have one week to reshop 100 policies. And and they have 100 policies as carrier. The guy, the agent told me every quote they do is double the price. So there are areas where it's worse. But when you deal with that volatility, that's where the contingency high premium trade-off, that's okay. Like I would rather have the higher premiums because that's a little bit more guaranteed than a contingency in, in most cases. But with the volatility, that's where it gets interesting because you have to have extra staff processes to handle it. Right. You know, you guys are in a great area because in Ohio, I think we're 49th cheapest insurance in the country. That's right? the, yeah. If so I was in Texas, I'd be a 25 million, $30 million agency in Ohio. I'm 10. So in the context of that, Kenny, this friend, we were in a group chat and I mentioned an agent that I know that's in Ohio, that's a phenomenal agent. And he said, the Louisiana guy said, man, what I would give to be in Ohio. And I said, yeah, it's like, here's the thing. I was like, it is easier in some ways, but it's harder in some ways because, you know, in Ohio, you know, every blue blooded American carrier is going to do business there and they're going to be super competitive. Every insure tech goes there first. Right. Every carrier downloads, commissions, contingencies, all that stuff. But the flip side of that is, is you're paying $450 for a homeowner's policy and you don't have workers comp. Right. So you right. see a $10 million commercial agency just in one state over with workers comp would probably be 18. Right. You know, so, right. so it's right. a trade-off. Everything's a trade-off. No doubt. So, so uh, the average premium in our, our office is probably 500 bucks a year for a car, if that. Right. But we have a lot of cars. Yeah. Uh, right. You know, it keeps us busy. But, you know, that's one thing, reason we put the AC together is the loss ratio in Ohio, in Ohio is outstanding. I haven't been over 50% in my whole career, correct? This year I'm at 42% or whatever the total book is. That helps Alabama agents because the cushions are blow because the way we do our business we're like a co-op. We share in that risk with each other. So if you're in Dallas, Texas, in those three counties around Dallas and your loss ratio is under 70%, you're a genius, right? right. We help those agents. We help each other. And you know, we're, we do look at everybody's loss ratio that comes on board because we want to make sure the group's profitable. I mean, the payout $75 million in the last couple of years is a lot of bonus to pay out. We have 700 agencies that benefited from that. Each agent, I have agents that are making, you know, 50000 extra a year on bonuses. And I have one young agent out of Tennessee. I think his bonus check this year is well over 650000 from me alone. So he does a great job and he's productive. And, you know, we being conservative, I'm looking for those fixed bonuses, Brad. And I know you are too, Bradley. You want those fixed bonuses. Mm-hmm. The first thing I'm going to ask a carrier every year in September when I start renegotiating is, how do I get a fixed bonus? Because our agents then can budget, mm-hmm. spend money, hire right. people. The goal is to get, and Scott, you have a couple of carriers with us that give us a fixed bonus, right? right. And you, you like getting most checks every year. A hundred percent. Might've kept me in business. You know, I had the big fraud thing happen with one of my account managers that was almost equal exactly to the dollar at the exact same time that the AC paid me my bonuses this year. Well, Might've kept me in business. Well, we would have kept you in business no matter what. So I know, but I'm just saying. You'd have to have a pool party for us, but we'd have kept you in business. (laughs) Right, yeah. It was almost like a God thing or a serendipity that when all that happened, it was an offsetting type of transactional deal where she we catch her with $104,000, and then almost simultaneously we're getting a bonus for that amount. It was it saved our bacon, but I'll say this. And I've never told this story before. The first time I've ever told it was on stage at the AC conference a couple of weeks ago. I don't think I've ever told Bradley this before I met Kenny and found out about the AC and what they were doing. I had, you know, nationwide announced that they were taking all of their agents independent. And they did that about a year, year and a half, maybe two years before it actually happened. And as we got close to that time frame. We start getting aggregators and clusters calling us, wanting us to join their group. And there were some that were 
old nationwideers that you know had been with nationwide corporate and things like that. And they pro- one of them promised me bonus. They asked me, you know, about premium. I sent them my premium levels, and they said, "Well, we'll promise you a seventy five thousand dollar bonus. Here's the contract. Sign it. September, we'll pay you seventy five thousand dollars." Well, I start reading the contract, and I get down to about page eight of that son of a gun, and there it is: termination agreement. And here's what it said, and I'm paraphrasing, you know, in exchange for our unique value proposition, blah, 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 whatever it said. And guys, I just couldn't get right with the Lord with it. Because in my mind, as I'm reading that termination clause, I'm like, wait a minute, this is basically putting me back in the same position I'm at with Nationwide, Mm -hmm. where I'm almost like a captive agent now. There ain't no going to be getting out of this. Because if you look at the termination agreement, And then you take, let's say your goal as an agency, and I know every agency is different, but let's say your goal is $2 million a year in new premium, green new business. You do that over 10 years and then you decide to leave. You run the math on that. You ain't getting out. It is so. You ain't getting out. It's so freaking bad. It is a, it is a, a series of unfortunate events that all come together because you have these agents who are going independent. All right. And whether you're working for an independent agency, whether you're on, you know, the, the non-sale side or a captive agent, and you're going to open your independent agency, what Scott, what is the number one thing you're worried about? Carrier appointments. Well, it's everything number, but that's the number one thing. It's like, Hey, I could start this business. If I don't get any carriers, you know, Bradley started portal and I give my spiel to the progressive rep. And he says, "Uh uh-huh. Uh-huh. Sounds great. Sounds great. We're going to pass. Yep. We didn't write car insurance for a while. You know, like, right. so you run into that. I remember right? so that. That's I remember number, that. That is the, num- by the way, we're a platinum agency with Progressive now. They, they really ate their words. I just wrote a $100,000 account yesterday with JAG Insurance out of Miami, Florida. You know why? Because I don't have the right carrier appointment to get yeah. I needed to write it. That's the number one thing you're worried about, right? And so many people freaking sell their soul to the devil either knowingly or most of the time unknowingly. And I have a situation right now that is like perfect that I could tell on the show, but I can't because I'm under an NDA. That's fine. Knowingly or unknowingly sign these deals with the devil. And all they're worried about is the carrier appointment on the front end. Yep. But they're screwing themselves on the back end if they ever try to go to sell or move outside of the group or that sort of thing. The exit clause is more important than the carriers you get. Well, you know what the biggest complaint on our contract is when the agents finally get to that point to see our contract, which is only an email away, right? I know what it is, but go ahead. What do you think it is, Scott? Too many carriers. I'll say what I hear, there's two things I hear from agencies, okay? Number one, it's too good to be true. It's like, okay, what's the catch? I hear that all the time because I have agents call me all the time about the AC and they're like, this is too good to be true. That's the first thing I hear. The second thing I hear is so many agents that have joined other aggregators and clusters have so much ego and so much pride that it's almost hard to talk to them about joining the AC because they immediately go on the defensive. They're like, well, you know, I'm a member of this, 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 and this. And okay. All right. I don't even try to fight them anymore. I don't even try to argue. Well, I just, okay, whatever. And I, and I say all that to say, and this is not me trying to, to kiss Kenny's butt. I truly mean this. Like it's why what you guys have created is so valuable. It's an agent first model. Well, you Rather know, you know, guys, first. there is a catch. When I hear that statement and they say, what's the catch? Do you know what my response is, Scott? The catch is send your friends. We're going right. to grow this thing bigger. The only thing I request and the only catch in my contract is I, re- I ask you to send somebody else to us. Right. I mean, you're not hurting your, your relationship with that person because the average independent agent can grow their revenue by 10 to 20% by joining us because we don't take that money from them. We don't participate in taking any commissions from them. We don't have that big buy-in or buy-out. And think about succession here, guys. When Most of us are going to retire when nature calls, right? Because we love our jobs. But anybody who wants to sell their book, that could keep you from selling your book and succeed in your retirement also. Bradley can't say it, and I know what he's talking about when he says he's under an NDA. The example that he wanted to give is exactly what you're talking about right now. Yeah, you can't look down. Okay, Scott, you're a captive agent. Like I said on stage, we could see out two, three months, right, and try to figure out our revenue and our plan. 
the AC's got it so that you can look five years down the road. You can sell in five years. You can right. talk to other agents in the group, ask questions, what you do. We're an open book. You need to communicate with other agents. That Just the fact of our reception dinner and how people were just in love with each other. We had two agents that didn't see each other for 30 years. Yep. And they were in tears that they went to NDAP school or whatever nationwide had 30 years earlier. And they rekindled their friendship. My office manager has a new best friend, an agent out of, where the hell is he? But he calls her every day to see how business is and what they can talk about. Right. The relationships mean everything, right? We're all about relationships. The whole business is about relationships. We have agents that are scratch. We have an agent that's got $900 million in premium we're working with now. That's right. a lot of premium. So we fit everybody. Our contract fits everybody. It's a numbers game. And it's also a pass it forward game. You don't have to join us. You can still get advice from us. You can tell, you can ask us what vendor to use for this. I, we'll pass everything forward. But we, we do it as a group effort. And I think it showed in the show with the camaraderie we've we seen uh, uh, presented to you, Scott, just listening to your presentation. Bradley, he got a lot of applause. He was, he was the talk he of the town. You gotta, I got to tell you, he was the talk of the town. Hey, Katie, I got a question for you. Sure. When you started the AC with Gary and your other business partners, love Gary Hines, by the way. Great guy. Super guy. And you and Gary are like Bradley and I. Polar opposites, but y'all work well <laughs> together. You know, when you started this thing, it was laser beam focused on nationwide agents because they were the ones that were going independent. So it was like a natural fit that we got to figure something out for all these guys, right? Besides what's out there. Well, that's, that ship has sailed. Like, whatever those guys and girls were going to do, they've done. Like, they, they've, they've locked in with wherever they're at. What's the next great frontier for you? Is it more, is it just other people that in the industry that are either going to go independent from a captive standpoint or maybe somebody who's not happy where they are now? Is that the next great frontier for you? So, right now, I have 130 agencies reviewing our contract. That's a pretty big accomplishment. I also have a group of 360 agencies and one network that wants to come on board and merge their network under ours because they can't get the appointments or the contracts we have. I got 52 agents out of uh, Southern State. I got 14 up in upstate New York, another 82 in Ohio. The word's finally getting out. Let's face it. We were just laser focused, like you said, on the nationwide guys. Right Now, now we have... Go, cresting a couple hundred independent agents and another billion dollars in premium on top of that. You know, the group, it's all a numbers game. And if you guys play the numbers correct, and if you look at the numbers on those contracts, I never told you guys the story. I did a presentation in West Virginia to 14 agents that had joined a competitor. And I love competitors because they can read the contract. And then when they read ours, they're like, why would I ever sign that contract? Right. Right. I push them out to go look at the other aggregators. And we don't even consider ourselves an aggregator. You heard our presentation, Scott. We're a professional service business. We're an aggregator by, by definition, but we help everybody. So we're a professional service. I had 14 agents show up. One was a $4 million agent and her bonus from that aggregator, she was going to, well, she did join. She spent $4,500 to join it, uh, was $26,000 that year from that, that aggregator. She left them, and you know what her bonus for that premium was with uh, the nationwide book from us? It was $72,000. Right. Why would she want to give away $50,000 just from one carrier and pay and lock in? We had one agent sign that contract for a 30-year uh, contract with the, with the aggregator. I don't know what I'm going to do next year. Why would I sign a 30-year contract? Look at how much your business has changed. Right. We have the contract that you can sell your books, you can merge books. We have an agent out of Texas that was 12 and a half million when he joined us. And now Randy's $32 million. Mm -hmm. Everything's a numbers game, access to carriers. I can't promise access to every carrier, but I can tell you that we'll do our best to help you do that. You know, we'll do whatever it takes. And the 40 some carriers that we, we promote scratch agents are pretty much the toughest to do, but we're also promoting all our vendor partners. You're, you're basically a strategic partner with us. With We, right. we promote the Insurance Guys podcast. Right. We promote the, the right pieces of the puzzle to our agents so they know who to go to. And they, they're more successful. One thing I've noticed, and I'm, I'm speaking to the agent, independent agents out there right now, kind of pull back the curtain a little bit for them. One thing that didn't necessarily surprise me, but it's just something I learned through 
joining the AC and getting direct appointments with all these carriers that we now have is typically, let's say if I had not known about the AC and I just decided to go out and get my own direct appointments, right? Just Scott, I protect insurance. You have a territory marketing manager, you know, that's, that's, you know, maybe they work the state of Alabama or maybe they work North Alabama or maybe they work three states. Who knows? It doesn't matter. And when you're a member of the AC, I would say 90% of the time, there's a different person with that carrier that is a marketing manager, a territory manager, I guess you'd say, I don't know. That's that they, that most of those big blue blood carriers call a aggregator or cluster marketing manager. And now that's the person you're working with, not the local person that you would have been working with. Does that make sense? Yeah. So we, we made sure that we have a national rep for every carrier. We Correct. Have, right. We don't need the miscommunication. We have a carrier that has six different regions, six different presidents, six different ideologies on how to run the business. I don't need to talk to six of them. I just want one. Right. And we try to keep everything simple so that we know who to go to if there's an issue with the agent codes. And think about it, Bradley, think about your agent codes. You join a group, you lose control of that agent code. Correct. You may be signing that away that if you ever leave that group, you can't write business under that agent Mm -hmm. code for two years. We don't own the agent code. We're an umbrella. We're a tracking service, whatever you want to call us. Exactly what it is. It's It's tracking for the bonuses. And that's, and that's our base of our business. And right. you know, the agents should look at every opportunity out there. I love shopping. Scott, I got presented by an aggregator. I'd have made $180,000 more a year on my size of book in Ohio with my loss ratio, but it would have cost me, but they would have made $70,000 off me. I just couldn't get past paying somebody 70 grand to give me 180. And I figured just like you, just like Bradley, I could do it better on my own net out the same amount, not have those hooks and handcuffs. That's yeah. why we put it together. Right. I mean, uh, you know, a $10 million book in Ohio is very attractive because it's a lot of cl- customers and retention's pretty high, but I, I went to all of them. They all came to my office. I just couldn't get myself over the finish line to sign a contract. Up. Right. Yeah. I couldn't Kenny. Yeah. So, so you guys, you know, you, you kind of were the, the leading, you were the bleeding edge of the sword with, with the nationwide movement over an independent And I've made this point on the podcast before, but I'm going to lead into a question here. I love asking questions of people that deal with a lot of agents. And And he does. And he does. So we've had a few of those recently. We have. So, you know, Nationwide gave these agents a huge gift by letting them go independent, right? They didn't realize it was a gift for two years, though, Brad. Exactly. And that's kind of where I'm going because the agents that get hurt the most when companies do that are the ones that never planned on being anything but a nationwide agent. Correct. Correct. Those are the ones that really get screwed. Like I know agents right now with other captive companies that are just like, they only want to be a foreign bureau agent. If foreign bureau pulled the plug and said, Hey, we're going like, they're going to be like, you know, cause they haven't explored outside, you know? So you've helped facilitate how many nationwide agents go independent for you guys? Are you, you don't have to answer it if you don't want to. We probably did 440 of them. Okay, so you helped facilitate 440 agents. In July of 20, I did 60,000 contracts with carriers across there to get them all appointed. So a busy month. What's the biggest thing that they struggle with? And the reason I asked this question is because we have a lot of agents listening to this podcast that are going to go open their own agency and go independent. What's the biggest thing you think they, they struggle with? And I don't mean philosophically, I mean like granular. It's a comfort level. Okay. They get comfortable. You know, I have uh, an agent down. I think he's in Alabama. Yeah, he's in Alabama. Left the what you the former carrier who's captive, making six or eight percent commissions. Had a million and a half dollar book. Do you know it only took him eight months to make twenty percent more revenue than he made after ten years of working for that captive agent. It's what it's the fear of the unknown, right? And right. the the expense of the unknown and how much is it going to cost? And look what I get. Scott, we were spoiled. We got everything from Nationwide, right? Correct. Do you know how how hard it was for us to go out there and get everybody email addresses, get them websites, get them management systems? But we did that work for them, which is no compensation to us, 
but it was what we value, the value we brought to the agents, That's right? That's so valuable because I see so many agents that have John Smith insurance at gmail.com. And I'm like, you really have no idea how stupid you look right now. And the flip side, because there's a ditch on the other side of that road for those agents that he's talking about that they helped is, yeah, Kenny can put you with a any AMS system. I think the one that we use is Hawks. I know it's Hawksoft in our agency, and I think that's you, you a part. You think you use Hawksoft? I, well, I think that's the the kind of the partner of the AC is Hawksoft. Yeah. But the flip side to that coin, and this goes back to change. People don't like change. Is now somebody's got to learn how to use that. Well, you know, Bradley, I'm gonna no. throw, I'm gonna throw you under the bus right now, Bradley, because you made a comment earlier that said I just got the Platinum Reserve program. I'd have gave it to you two years ago. Yeah. Uh, well, my yeah, exactly. But my point in saying what I said is there's that part of this equation where Kenny and his group is assisting agents, especially scratch agents that maybe don't even know what they don't know on. Well, okay, here are the technologies you need. And by the way, where nationwide insurance was giving their agencies, all the agency force, all of this stuff, it was mm-hmm. just embedded in as part of your, the being a nationwide captive agent. Now you've got to pay for it. You got to figure out what's best for your agency. And then somebody's got to go learn how to use it. Uh-huh. That's a lot. That's a when lot you look at too, like, like most captive companies that, that it's an independent contractor situation, they, they try to shoot for about 50% expense ratio. So whatever right. my revenue is, I'm going to profit 50%. According to Kerry Wallace on the independent side, like 15 yeah. to 18 is like jamming. Right. That's like really, really, really good. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the other thing. Like you got to pay for everything, everything. You got to pay for your CRM. You got to pay for your management system, pay for your email, pay for your e-signature, all that kind of stuff. And I think Kenny made a point earlier about, you know, these agents just don't know what they don't know. That's where these freaking predatory aggregators really shine is because this, like you have this person, let's say they're at a captive company. They're getting ready to go independent. They're so used to being a part of something and having, whether they like it or not, having big brother over their shoulder to lean on in bad situations or have questions, that sort of thing. The thought of being out on an Island by themselves, most people, it scares them to death. Now me, myself, that's exactly what I wanted, but it scares them to death. So they go and they join these groups that sort of have that little bit of element, but really at the end of the day, they own you. Yeah, I got a great story. I had an agent that uh, has a million dollar book with a carrier. And he said, well, you know, the way your contract states, I'd have to share in the contingency with you. I go, well, let's let's think about your million dollar book. You get 20 percent less commissions than what we do, which by joining us, you'd get a 20 percent pay raise on a million dollar book. That would be 20 grand a year. Right. And then we participate in the bonus program with them because we negotiate a special bonus for the AC. And he says, well, I don't want to share that bonus with you. I go, well, what's your bonus this year? He goes, well, I don't get one. I go, well, then you're going to get the lion's share of that bonus that I negotiated in your behalf. So if you don't want the $40,000 pay increase, I'm okay with that. That is the hardest thing to explain to agents is the AC is getting a portion of your bonus. But as I explained to somebody the other day, you have to realize something. Had Scott just gone out and got his own individual contracts because of the niche we're in in commercial, we would have gotten zero. Well, zero. Then you also got to look at our contract, too. If you don't want to keep that carrier with us, yeah. well, okay, you can take it away. We're not right. sensitive about that. You can do the numbers game with us. My deal with the carriers is basic. Right. I want the best you can give the agents. And if I find an agent who you're giving more to than what our 700 agencies have, I'm going to tell you I want that contract for all 700 of them. And I make that very clear to the carriers. We love the carriers. Our production is off the chart. We're writing $30, $40 million in new business a month in our group. Uh, The carriers really appreciate the premium coming in, right? Right. They're all struggling with loss ratios. I know one of our largest carriers broke 100% combined ratio this year for the first time in 30 years and they're trying to figure it out and the market's hardening guys everybody's going to get a pay increase because the rates are going up across the board you're going to be the agents going to are going to have to have access to different carriers and know where to put the customers on the premium right and you got to get past your gatekeeper in your office who's going to choose the easiest carrier to quote so that people have to learn their agencies too correct Kenny, I got one more question before we get off this show today. 
and it's wildly interesting to me. How has your life changed since July of 2020? Seven days a week, 12 hours a day of work has made my life so much better. I enjoy talking to every agent. My phone's always on from six in the morning till nine at night because I have California agents out there calling me all at any hour of the day. It is the most rewarding self. I guess I could say I'm satisfied and I've I hope I never sell another homeowner's policy because right. I enjoy the camaraderie I have. I have, if anybody wants 700 referrals from us, I'll give you a list of every age you can call. We don't have a bad seat in the bunch. We love our agency force. We should be well over a thousand agencies and four or 5 billion premium by the year end. And if you go in the insurance journal, guys, and you look up the top networks in the country, we're not even listed on there and we'd be in fourth place. It's cool to have something that takes care of everybody and nobody knows our name. So our name is getting out there now. A carrier told me the other day that the other networks are starting to question how we got so big so quick. We got so big so quick because I'm an agent. I only put something together that I would purchase or be part of. And if we keep that mentality and grow it this way, I don't I don't see a finish line, Scott. Yeah, I ended up my meeting with the finish line. You know, my finish line was... Hopefully by 65, I had enough money to retire and sell the agency. I think nature's calling is what I'm looking for. You know, yeah. I, I'm having, to, this is the funnest thing I've ever done. We're not charging guys who are leaving other groups for six months to come over so they can recoup their down payment they put in there. We're not charging scratch agents. We got a program together for to get them their phone systems, to get them their E&O insurance, whatever we can do to make them better. I don't need to charge an agent to come on board. I need that agent to be successful. And in the long run, we all win. Yeah. I just was, I was talking about more from the standpoint of like 2018, 2019, early 2019, probably you were an agency owner and you still are, but you were more like the other agents listening to this podcast. You know, you're running an agency, you got people calling and employee problems and blah, 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 blah. And then all of a sudden you become the CEO of the AC and your whole life just has to change because you're taking on this completely new role. Not to mention you're trying to figure out the independent game as well. Correct. Right. Yeah. It ha it had to be, it has to be so bizarre that your life has had to change so much since that time point, that time frame, you know, right there. The, the learning curve is off the chart, right? Just to, just to go from captive to independent, you know, I, mm -hmm. I have 30, I had a $30 million agent call me from Texas a couple of weeks ago, can't afford to, to pay his staff on the 8% commission he's making, right? right. The whole industry is changing. I do believe the captive model doesn't work like it used to. Correct. And you're going to see all those captive models gradually go out there and, and the AC will be right there to support them and do the same thing we did for the nationwide agents, the scratch agents, the existing agents. I'm, uh, I'm humbled by everything that that's happened. And I'm also amazed that I've, I've changed so many lives in the agents and my staff here's lives have been changed by the agencies too. So if I look at the big picture, it's been a divine intervention for me. It's been a learning curve. Meeting you guys has been fantastic too. You know, Guys, shout out to Scott, and I wish Bradley wasn't doing his world tour, tour either because they're great on stage together. But Scott did hit it out of the ballpark, and and I can't think of a better host for a, a network event uh, than having uh, either of these guys on the show with me. And Scott basically, Howell you guys are, unleashed. Yeah, you know, uh, more passion than I've seen on stage ever. Well, so thank you. thank you. I appreciate you guys. I want to tell your audience, come and visit our website. Give me a call directly on my cell phone. Read our contract and, yep. and say to me, what's the catch? Yep. And I enjoy that question. That's my favorite question of the day. I must have answered it four times yesterday. But know that we will be at one of the top networks in the country within the next, I don't know, two, three months, maybe six months tops. We're already in the top five for sure as far as revenue and premium coming across the table. And know that we don't touch your commissions. We want you to make the money. We we want to negotiate your behalf. And the bigger we get, the better it gets for the agents. Hey, hey, Kenny, last question. Yeah. Short answer. Give me a ballpark average, just an average. How many agents a day do you think you talk to? Oh, that's a good one. 
depending on the month. I'm, I'm uh, going to guess. I'm going to guess. This is average a day, five days a week. Okay. I'm going to guess 15 a day. Oh, that's a minimum. Yeah. I talked at least 15 a day. Sometimes okay. I have to do groups of 12 at a time. Okay. And, and it, and it's fun. I mean, I've made every mistake out there. Scott, you've made every mistake. When they ask me a question, they're a scratch agent. I want to keep them from making those mistakes. Right. Correct. And spend and spinning their wheels. Guys, we're a $200 a month network to join us and you raise your premium. You can leave us on an email. You can read our contracts. We'll sign an NDA and go forward. But right now we got 130 agents waiting to sign a contract with us. And we got several groups wanting to merge in with us. You know, think about the other networks. They're so, we, we recruited 300 agents last year with just two salesmen here and plus our staff. Uh, the other networks have hundreds of salesmen and they recruited three, 400 agents. So that's how good it is to deal with us. That's how easy it is with our contract. And we'll do whatever it takes to make it better for you. That's a beautiful ending. Before we, before I shut this thing down, Bradley Flowers, and if you don't want to announce this, you don't have to. Do you want to announce next year's One City World Tour location yet or you want to wait? Not quite yet. But okay. But be paying attention, everybody. But, but get ready. Be paying attention. Because it's going to be exciting. You know, Scott, I'm going to piggyback on your tour. I think next year we're going to be inviting non-members to our show so they can see what we can give them. So we'll see an announcement next year. That'd be great. I think a lot of people would take advantage of that, especially the way you guys do the destination type place where I did like the fact that it was at SeaWorld where people could bring their family, enjoy the pool, go to SeaWorld, go to Disney if they wanted to. I like the destination stuff. That's, that's well, isn't it about family to begin with? Absolutely. Absolutely. Guys, as I end every podcast, rewards come from action, not discussion. Get your ass out from behind that desk today. Go out into the big, bad world. Sell insurance. Figure out what your why is. If you're a member of an aggregator or a cluster, review your contract. Doesn't cost you anything to talk to the AC and just look at theirs versus yours. Don't let yourself get in a situation long-term that could be detrimental to you and your family and your business. I encourage you to go do that. Make money for your wife, for your husband, for your kid's college fund, for your parents that are struggling out there today. Go make money for them. God God knows they need it. They need help. Go make money for them. Write good business for the agencies that you represent and write good business for the companies that you represent. Bradley Flowers, I love you. Thanks, man. Thanks, Kenny. Kenny, I love you too, brother. All right, guys. Thank you. You're the best. Thank you so much for being here. Guys, you are listening to the Insurance Guys podcast, and we love each and every one of you. Thank you so much for being a part of our family, and we'll see you back here real soon. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Insurance Guys podcast. If you need to know more about me or you need to get in touch with Scott, you can always reach me at theinsuranceguyonline.com or email me at scott at iprotectinsurance.com. And if you need to get in touch with Mr. Bradley Flowers, go to portalinsurance.com or email him at bradley at portalinsurance.com. Guys, we love you. We thank you so much for listening to our show and being a part of our family. And we look forward to seeing you again next week on the next episode of the Insurance Guys podcast. Take care.